Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. He's out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Put It in the Vault podcast. I'm August Fort alongside Ernest. It's the circle of life. Phil? Operator, won't you put me on through? Gotta send my love down to Baton Rouge. There we go. Bates? Happy to be here. Bates, were you happy to be in Davis Wade yesterday? You know, parts. Were you happy to be in Davis Wade and specifically the second half of that football game? You know, last three minutes of regulation were positive. <laughs> so break it down, Bates. What happened in the second half to the uh, offense? I mean, we got figured out. Also, we got figured out. We got figured. Also, we're gonna go into you know a, a large group of uh, the supporting cast. The fans left, and we immediately lost our any home field advantage uh, that we had mustered in the first half, and it doubled down. And they were able to get into back into the game. And should all should home field advantage be the difference versus Auburn? No, it shouldn't. But it, it, every little bit helps. Okay. So. so X's and O's wise did stagnant. Yeah, I mean it's like I like kind of talked about. We we don't have you know it's not like oh there's you know making some plays and stopping us. It's either we're marching up and down the field on them, or we're not or we're not picking up first downs. There's no middle ground with this offense. So I it's almost it looks almost as simple as just flipping a switch and figuring it out, figuring out what we're going to do, and we won't be able to do anything at that point. Phil, what did you think about the game? I love the energy in the first half. I'll put it that way. Uh, if we can harbor that and bring it to next week uh, for 60 minutes, I'll take that. Uh, the second half, stagnant was a great word for it. Um, well, I mean, at home throughout the year, um, we've been really good at forcing turnovers and not turning the ball over. And we we're fortunate to play such a bad team such as Auburn where we could turn the ball over and afford to do that and still have a chance to win. I think we have an interception, two fumbles, two sack fumbles. Uh, I would count a turnover on a punt and and then with the fumbled snap and then a couple shanked punts. Um, just giving Auburn field position that they capitalized on because um, they almost wanted it more than we did. In the second half, they for sure did. Um, but, you know... I like to look at the positives. Uh, the special teams in certain aspects was very good and certain aspects was very bad. Um, but Tulu's electric as always, and, and he's kind of uh, – he was our bright spot yesterday. I think he's got to be one of, if not the best, kick returner in the country, not just the SEC, but in the country. Yes, he's, yeah. he's dangerous every time he gets his hands it's, on It's incredible. I think he just sees the field better than most good returners do. Yeah. He can find a hole and he can hit it. Well, it often seems like he cuts back across the formation, like kind of, I guess that's something return teams, you know, I don't see that often. I guess return teams aren't used to making plays at that angle as well. So that could definitely play into He's got it. some kind of like Madden hack, like a year, he, yeah. you know, a but year they, in Madden, like if you if you cut back this way, it'd always be open. Like yeah. that's his. But they, I mean, they have a tunnel for it. The blockers have a tunnel. Um, they're on both sides. So it's at least somewhat designed. Yeah, what about the heart Auburn, Auburn was able to play with yesterday? I mean, like they played hard. Really yeah, and hard. that's exactly what you'd expect from the, you know, the, we talked about the interim coach boost. Um, you know, you're not going to have the X's and O's all of a sudden figured out, but they'll play a lot harder, especially in a situation where you kind of feel like they don't believe in the prior coach, and then you get a, especially someone like Cadillac coming in, a player's coach, 
he can get them to play for 60 minutes as hard as they can. And they played loose, too. Like, they yeah. weren't tense at all. Like It, it just felt... Got nothing to lose. And yeah. that's, that's exactly what Someone you, said they didn't have, like, a blow-the-game moment no. uh, at all, and, and that was a good, good point. No, never seen a head coach or an interim head coach with a towel. He was whipping that towel. Like, he was crazy. It, it was crazy. And probably, you know, we still... That's probably what he did when he was still coaching position groups, and, you know, that was one week ago, so... Yeah, but yet again, a running quarterback kind of ate our lunch, especially in the second <clears throat> half. Yeah. Uh, Ashford was able to – they only threw for 75 yards, but, you know. Because we can't make an open field tackle, <laughs> and that's Bama's problem, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> Ernest convinced me – I mean, yeah, we, we did kind of struggle tackling. But, you know, hey, shout-out to uh, Massimo. Big kick to – that was a big kick in the end of that game after the double ice, which yeah, may was... or may not be legal. I don't. I think it's legal. Okay. I'm pretty okay. sure in college it's allowed. Okay. Okay. But uh, big kick, Massimo. Yeah. I mean, Bates, I was, were you watching the kick? I was, and it was getting shorter and shorter every time. If they had you hadn't used their uh, third timeout earlier, I don't think we would have made the fourth kick. It was just <laughs> slowly dwindling closer and closer. Yeah. But did I heard? I didn't watch either of the three kicks. Uh, but did one of them doink in? Yes. The second one. Yeah, the second one did. The second one did, like, skid it. Skid. Just barely. Yeah. The first, first one looked great. The second one, I was like, oh. I thought we had missed, and then, but they had blown the whistle, so I was like, I don't even care. Uh, but it, it did go in, and the third one just barely cleared the bottom crossbar. Yeah, oh, that, that was – it was crazy. But, you know, wins a win, and we'll talk about next week's game a little bit later. But Georgia and Tennessee yesterday, Phil, you kind of – I don't know, you didn't kind of – you did nail that. Georgia looked like the best football team in the country for sure. Dominated all aspects of that game. Stinson Bennett, I thought, looked great. Threw a couple of great deep balls. Their offense looked very impressive to me. Of course, the defense is the defense. Tennessee struggled against the defense. And, you know, I, I don't really think this is so much an indictment on Tennessee as much as I think Georgia's that good. What about you, Bates? Yeah, I mean, just Tennessee just couldn't run the ball. and you can't run the ball, you can't do much else. So, they, the big guys up front for Georgia – uh, they own the line of scrimmage and just shut down uh, the Tennessee passing game. And credit on the other side of the ball, credit to Stetson Bennett. You know, kind of, one of the reasons I was kind of skeptical is watching, especially watching Georgia games the past few weeks, they talk about how they're starting to rely on the athleticism of Stetson Bennett. And I didn't think that would be a good sign for any offense. But this he showed up against not the best Tennessee defense, but a team with something to play for. And he went out there and got the job done better than expected. So right, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think Stetson uh, can absolutely cause havoc on our defense. Um, he, he's obviously not as mobile as maybe Robbie Ashford or Jaden Daniels, but just the sense that he can get out of the pocket and make the throws. He can throw better than the, both of them, and he's pretty much just as mobile uh, is definitely um, something that we need to pay more, a lot of attention to uh, during this week of preparation. Um, but back to that game, uh, Tennessee's offense looked mortal. It looked human for the first time all year. And, and I didn't really expect that. Obviously, I thought Georgia's defense was a lot stronger. Um, and, and I thought that they could slow down. I thought Georgia would have more of an offensive game. Uh, but that game was over in the first half. Uh, you could kind of sense it um, when Georgia got out to the early lead and their defense was stifling. Yeah, you're not coming back on, on the road at least. It's, it's extremely hard yeah. to come back from a deficit on the road. And, you know, that crowd – 
Yeah, give, give George's crowd a lot because it was loud. It was loud on TV, so you know they showed up. Bates, Brock, Bowers. What about Georgia? To Ernest. Oh, Ernest. Brock Bowers. Yeah, Ernest. My bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, like I predicted it, um, but I mean, it goes back to the road games in the SEC. I mean, they're tough. Um, I think that if Bama plays both Tennessee and um, LSU at home, they're winning those games. But, um, uh, I mean, uh, I guess that's just a benefit of home field advantage. But Brock, uh, he, he did his thing. Um, Tennessee got stifled, like y'all said, um, with that Georgia defense. Um, they were not missing tackles. I think that was the main difference. Like us versus uh, Auburn, um, Bama versus Tennessee, they're just the first two people missed. And it takes the third guy to stop him. Whereas Georgia, the first guy was getting him virtually every time. And I mean, just not missing tackles is what wins you games, which I mean, it's difficult to do, but Georgia seems to have that on lock. And uh, as we were discussing earlier, I mean, now I think that they've got the two best wins. I mean, Oregon's balling right now, but Georgia crushed them first game, what was it, 49 to 3? And then, like you said, they made Tennessee's. Offense immortal, and I think Tennessee's put up like forty on everybody. So, yep, yeah. I mean, so I think that they've got the two best wins. So I think that no, point. like no, no matter what they do, that they're gonna get in the playoff. Yeah. And right. I didn't think of that the two yeah. best wins thing. Yeah, so I say probably. Uh, uh, you yeah. know, Tennessee's win over Alabama was in that conversation and took a hit, another hit this weekend. But it kind of go back to the defense. When you look at the numbers that prior to the game that Hendon Hooker put up, uh, and then what he did against Georgia, and then the opposite side of that, what Bo Nix did in that first game. And what he's done since, I mean, it just shows how dangerous uh, that Georgia defense is yeah. for opposing quarterbacks. But people are also going to say they also, I mean, versus Mizzou, what was it like? That was tight. And then also versus Kansas State, that was also tight. So that's going to hurt them a little bit. But I think that they're a lock um, unless they – Kent State. Kent State, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Georgia defense, <clears throat> very good. What about – Notre Dame knocking off Clemson couldn't have been happier to see that Clemson finally got exposed for the fraud that they are. Clemson has – they have no offense. They've got nothing. They don't know who their quarterback is because, quite frankly, both of them look like they can't play the position of quarterback. So they might not have any quarterback. You know, they, this is Clemson's first loss. I hope it's enough to knock them out. I, I don't even care if they win this trash ACC conference. But big win for Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman, Bates. Yeah, uh, I think that's – Notre Dame's 27th win in the, against the ACC since their last loss, 27th straight uh, in the regular season. Wow. And they are going to keep it rolling. Um, I do think this is a good Notre Dame team, uh, okay. especially with their quarterback back. They lost to Marshall and Stanford, though. Yeah, that was weird. Um, but those, can, you, the, can you put a team in the top 25 if they lost to Marshall and Stanford? Oh, they'll definitely be top 25. No, they're not going to be you know in the elite. AP Paul is in the, the top. twenty. I mean, yeah. I think that's around where they should be at the, I mean, in the twenties. Twenty-two is probably where I'd put them. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, they have back-to-back ranked wins. So yeah, I mean, that's I think that's a very fair trending estimate, up. Is kind of where they have some good wins and some bad losses. So, but I think the but looking at the trend direction, that two their, their first two losses, first two weeks, um, and then you have a bad game against Stanford as well. But they've been trending in the right direction, especially since they've had their quarterback. Okay, I'm not I'm not gonna take I mean I'm extremely glad Notre Dame won the game, but let's be honest, is there any ACC team that's a top twenty five caliber team? I mean Clemson is. 
Clemson. Yeah. Take, you take Clemson, Clemson still is a top twenty-five team. Yes, yes. in North Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina, Carolina I, don't I don't think North Carolina is very good. Yeah. Now their resume is absolutely. You think Clemson wins their bowl game? They play another Power Five school. I mean, I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. I mean, not an ACC. Yeah. Um, I mean, they'll beat. I, yes, I they'll think beat the some ACC teams. Is no, they won't beat Paris in the bowl games, oh, barring over, opt outs and all that other. Overall, crap. yes, the conference will do badly now. But Clemson, I mean, it's still a good team. They're not. They don't know. They don't deserve to be in this top ten conversation. But they'll beat many. The majority of teams, they will beat. But they won't beat any other good. They won't beat other good to great teams really. Yeah, but yeah, we'll talk about North Carolina a little bit. They're they're an interesting team, even though we kind of agree the ACC is not very good. Carolina could still cause some noise in the rankings, at least. But what about my favorite game of the day? LSU knocked off Alabama in Baton Rouge. Beautiful win for the Tigers. Brian Kelly with a gutsy call to go for two to win this ball game. Really shocked me. Couldn't believe it. I feel like they had the momentum, didn't need to go for two, but they went for two and they got it. Great call, great play, great game, great football game. I thought LSU's defense impressed me the most. They did everything as much as you could to hold back Bryce Young, but he's at the end of the day, Bryce Young's going to do what he does. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's going to make plays, and he did. But I thought LSU's defense overall did a pretty good job of containing that Alabama offense, and I thought – you know, LSU's offense kind of kind of has a little bit of an identity, I think. Yes. I think Jane Daniels is starting to really play at his full potential, and I think that offense has an identity. Phil, what did you – I know you didn't get a chance to watch it, but how surprised were you that LSU was able to pull this one out at home? Well, I will say I did watch a little bit of it. There was a guy beside me at the game watching it on his phone, and some of the loudest cheers in the second half at Davis Wade Stadium were from that game, and – when they showed LSU scoring touchdowns, um, the people were going crazy. Uh, but uh, to your point there, uh, I think it was really impressive that you mentioned the identity that LSU has, and it kind of came into fruition against us uh, in the second half when Jaden Daniels um, kind of became more of a running quarterback, and it wasn't necessarily as much a design, but rather uh, escaping the pocket and uh, getting loose scrambling a little bit and and so that's really that's really big but you you mentioned Bryce Young and and how good he was and I'll say good in in quotations because if any other quarterback goes out there and throws for under 50 percent um and they lose a game on the road in the SEC um they're going to get criticized but Bryce Young did that and and he made some plays that were that he should make and you know he's going to be like oh there's the Heisman Trophy winner he kept them in that game but I mean under fifty percent is not cutting it, and it's just it wasn't a great performance from him. And I don't, I don't really want to hear any of the nonsense that he had a great game. Yeah, I was just gonna add to that, Phil, because um, usually in, in in previous games Bryce has looked uh, like he's NFL ready, but this game he definitely just looked okay. Um, there were there 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 were some drop passes that were right on the money, but uh, even like even the commentators were saying, hey, like. That like the, I, I think he had a lot to open on like two or three plays in the game. He just straight up missed him, like just overthrew him, and that's not something that Bryce normally does. So he definitely looked a little bit mortal that game, but he also did have a couple plays where he showed that he's a Heisman contender. So um, I will agree with Phil there. He looked uh, just just okay that game. 
I think it's a credit to LSU's defense, too, though. I, I really Absolutely. do think LSU's defense – I, I thought versus us, LSU's defense looked elite. Incredible. I mean, they have athletes all over the place. They were fast. Very underrated is the pressure they can put on the quarterback, especially off the edge. Yeah. They're a really good pass rushing team exactly. that, that people don't mention. Exactly. I, I thought they I thought LSU looked very athletic and fast when we played them. They pretty much built on that. Bates, is LSU getting better every week? I would say so. Um, I mean, I've watched two of their games, and they've looked – Good correlation in those graphs, but I, you know, with especially in the first year head coach, um, new quarterback coming in, you know, you're just going to think that the offense and defense are going to learn to play with each other better. Um, and I, I think by the time, if they keep on progressing like this, you know, it's hard to say they'll beat Georgia, but I think they'll give them probably their toughest test of the year uh, should they both make the SEC championship game. And you just got to, you got to think this has got at least something to do with Brian Kelly being a pretty – I mean, he's a good coach. Yes, Brian I mean, Kelly. I mean, he was at Notre Dame. You know, they played an independent schedule. But Brian Kelly knows how to win football games. Yeah. And he can win big games. I mean, I think this is this is great. I mean, this is kind of like what A&M expected to see with Jimbo Fisher at A&M. Sort of, you're kind of seeing it year one with Brian Kelly. You yeah. can just tell he's got, a, got control over the program. And I'm happy for him. You know – Obviously, atmosphere was incredible. LSU at night, and you know they did good early. You know we talked about last week. Don't let Bama get up big early. They did a great job. Defense kept them in the game early. Forced a lot of punts. Their offense wasn't quite rolling yet. It was punt fest early. Defense kept them in it, and at the end of the day, you know great play to win the game on a two point conversion. What about Texas and Kansas State? You know we kind of talked about. This line seemed kind of ridiculous. Bates took Texas, and Texas did win this game. Phil, what about the Longhorns? Uh, so every year when it's around my birthday, uh, I think God kind of gives my teams a little bit of a boost so they win their games so that I'm happy and everything like that. And with yesterday being my birthday, God was a little confused as a former Texas fan who to kind of let win this game. And uh, I guess he forgot I was rooting for Kansas State. Uh, and he let Texas come away with this one. But Texas is just so unpredictable. I mean, I, I don't even know um, how they were able to pull this one off, especially on the road at night in Manhattan. Uh, they're just unpredictable. They're up and down. Uh, but, you know, props to them. I guess uh, the uh, Alabama-Texas team traveled this week. So Yeah, I mean, Texas definitely has great players. It's just just like you said, they've been up and down all year. Bates, Surprise, no, you'd pick Texas. Hey, yeah, it was kind of one of those games that it kind of like feels like Texas has players, Texas has talent, but they just don't show up every week. Uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get with them. And I, you know, and then you open next week uh, against TCU and you have Texas as a like about a touchdown favorite, I think is what the line opened at. So, you know, that's an interesting pick. TCU uh, trying to make a case, trying to get in that playoff conversation as, you know, one of the last few undefeated teams, but. Texas is probably going to be the toughest test they have until the championship season. And I think that what stands out about this game differently than others is all year we've seen home teams dominate. Even this week, you saw Georgia win at home, Notre Dame win at home, LSU win at home. Texas went on the road and beat mm-hmm. a good Kansas State team. Even though, you know, Kansas State's big win over Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State looked like garbage this week. Don't really have to bring that up, but uh, Oklahoma State looked, not look They good. haven't looked good. Yeah, but yeah. still, Texas going on the road, winning a road conference game is not easy. Very impressed. I was impressed with what the Longhorns did. I think it still shows that they have potential to be a very good team, and at least they have enough losses to where people aren't going to say, let's put Texas in the playoff. But 
yeah, that, so that kind of wraps up the games, the big games from this week. And I do want to bring up a little bit. So right now we've got four undefeated teams. we got Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. Bates, would you – are those the top four teams? Should those be the top four teams in a playoff poll? I mean, I would, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, they, they've put in the work. Uh, they've, they've got the resume. Uh, I can't really – you know, Tennessee uh, would only be really the other one because their only losses to that top team. But Oregon, we should be right there right behind them as well. But that should be the top four. And then I'd put Oregon and Tennessee in whatever order you want right behind them. Okay, I think that I think that's fair. That so you, would you put six. LSU at seven? I would say so. You, okay. you can't put LSU in front of Tennessee. Um, no, you can't put LSU in front of Tennessee. I think Tennessee, I'm, I'm good with them at five, Phil. Yeah, so uh, this week um, my top four looks like Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, and then with Tennessee at five and Oregon at six. Yeah, I, I think I think that should be that should be what the committee playoff committee has, and I, I think that's fair because you're like George, Oregon's only loss, undefeated Georgia. So you got the two teams that Georgia yeah. beat at five and six. And I would put Tennessee above Oregon just because it's kind of tough because you kind of see Oregon more recent success, and so you kind of get a recency bias there. But Tennessee, Tennessee has better quality wins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at LSU, LSU. and their and the, their loss was on the road. Actually, on the road. Yeah, Oregon's was neutral side. I, like I said, you you could see the committee making argument. They you know they could come up with some pretty crazy arguments sometimes. But that, I think what Phil said that should be the a pretty clear top six. Yeah, and then I would have LSU following them at seven. Um, with, I think that's very losses long, yeah. ahead of one loss UCLA and USC. Uh, just by the sheer fact of their wins. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think I think that's fair. But, you know, I just want to bring this up. I mean, we could sit here for an hour and talk scenarios. But, obviously, Ohio State, Michigan are going to take, take care of each other. One of those teams is going to have a loss. So, let's just say, hypothetically, LSU can somehow knock off Georgia – have we had a two-loss team make the playoff? No. no two-loss teams never make the playoff. I, I, but I, I, LSU conference championship, absolutely, it's in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't okay, think it's a conference. Okay. I, don't I don't think there's any scenario where you leave LSU SEC champion out of the college Unless they lose another game between now and then. Yeah, yes. Three losses, I think that's enough to keep them out. Yeah, I agree. But two-loss LSU SEC champion got to get. And you would think Georgia would also have to get in based on what they they've would done. See, this, this is my kind of Armageddon scenario. Is a situation where Georgia loses a conference championship game and Oregon wins out and wins their championship because you're gonna have the discussion of that head-to-head win. Uh, you know, week one you can't throw it out, but it's so long ago. Uh, you Oregon now has a conference championship game win. Yeah. So and, let's just say in that scenario, let's just make an assumption TCU doesn't win on the road at Texas this week. Then what's wrong with just Georgia, LSU, winner of the Big Ten, and then Oregon? And that's your four teams. I mean, it's yes, but is that I, fair? I mean, I you could be, definitely make an argument for that, but it kind of you know, I you want to see conference championship uh, winners in there if they're you know, like you say, if they, you're having bad two loss teams, three loss teams. So who there. would you put in over George? Who would, who would uh, have put over George? would be, I mean, a, a a one loss TCU. I mean, with some with some good quality wins in there. Uh, it'd be tough to keep them out. Um, Obviously, the committee's not very high on the Big 12, though, for some reason. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know why, because pound for pound, like you have to bring your A game every single game in the Big 12 because the middle of the Big 12 yes. is like the one of the strongest conference, like middles of a conference there is. But yeah, parody, you can't I, play I, I think the Big game. 12 is clearly better than at least the big the middle of the yeah. Big 10, middle ACC. And, you know, I, I, 
I think the Big 12 has a lot of pretty solid teams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, and I think it's competitive. I think these teams are having to earn yeah. it. No week is good. You know, West Virginia and Iowa State are at the bottom there. But if you have to go, uh, you have to make that visit to their home stadium, it's still going to be a tough game. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's no off week. So, like, you couldn't have, like, a Mississippi State at home kind of performance when we beat Auburn and expect to beat a middle-of-the-pack yeah. Big 12 team. Like, Yeah. Yeah, we would – um, but you know, also, I mean, there's a, there's so many different things that could happen. I mean, you gotta watch out. You UCLA USC, if they run the table, win the Pac-12. Of course, they're gonna have a strong argument as the winner of the Pac-12. Ole Miss? <laughs> no, no. I think any. Uh, I think any one. Tennessee. Loss I, I still think one loss. Tennessee, with their only loss being if if this is if let's when, say Georgia wins the SEC, yeah. then you got one loss. Tennessee well, only loss being at the road at Georgia. Oh, at Georgia. What I'm saying, I think any one-loss champion outside of Clemson, uh, conference champion outside of Clemson, uh, they deserve to be in. Um, okay. I, I, that's one fair. loss or less. I, that's fair. If you want to put a one-loss champion in over a one-loss non-champion. Yeah, I, I think. I have no problem with that at all. Yeah. That's just, you know, that's just the, you know, in the SEC, if you want to make the playoff, at least for, for I guess, another year, yeah. you know, you got to. You either got to hope some other teams and conferences lose, and you have multiple loss conference champions, right. or you got to win all your games, which yeah. is extremely hard I mean, to do in the SEC. But yeah. or you got to win the conference, you know, maybe not win yeah. all your games, but you got to win the conference. But yeah, I think LSU is fascinating. Let's talk about LSU. They go on the road to Arkansas this week. Arkansas kind of got embarrassed by Liberty this week. Yeah, really stormed back at the end, but Liberty dominated that football game. Hugh Freeze, good football coach, might see him at Auburn, but LSU's <laughs> only favored by three. At Arkansas, no, it's hard to win on the road, but you gotta think LSU's gonna gonna take care of business here. The Golden Boot, right? That's what we're fighting for. Yeah, whatever. And I, real quick, I want to say one more thing. So, if Brian Kelly just beats Alabama, and like the third sentence he says, we're looking, we're looking forward to Arkansas. Well, that's my pick right there. <laughs> LSU with the points this oh, yeah. weekend. Alternate spread, like. Ten points, I'll take LSU. Arkansas looks so bad. Yeah, I mean it was at home versus Liberty. I mean, what's saying that if Target. Liberty can do it, <laughs> surely LSU can do it. And you know, you kind of want to talk about the mentality. You know, for Liberty, that's coming in. That's their national statement game. Uh, Arkansas, you know, they're looking at out of conference game. Um, you think they're going to play harder against uh, when LSU comes to town? Rivalry game, as Phil mentioned. But at the same time, the quality between LSU and LSU is a league above. Liberty as well, so I just you, it's going to be hard for the Razorbacks to come in and fight. Yeah, and you could argue it's a letdown spot for LSU, but I just think Brian Kelly's not going to let that happen. Yeah. I think he's too good of a coach to have that mindset affect his team. I think they'll be ready, and it's eleven a.m. kick, so I don't think it's going to be too. You know, if it was night game, it's always I think it's harder to play at night, especially in the SEC. But uh, yeah, and but I, that's I, where I, all of our losses are this year. Yeah, yeah, I like I like LSU night group games. Yep. Ernest, do you think LSU wins? I mean, uh, after all y'all have said, and the loss to Liberty, I haven't seen a single Liberty match or game this season. So, uh, no Liberty match. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> they look pretty Liberty. bad. I mean, we beat them down pretty bad as well, and we almost lost to Auburn, who was like 2-6 and six or something like that. So, uh, 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 yeah, I think LSU is going to go over there and curb stomp them, and then – Send Stan Pittman's team back to the basement for the rest of this year. Um. I mean, that's fair. I I think the Golden Boot uh, will will be uh, in Baton Rouge after next Saturday for sure. 
So let's talk about another SEC game real quick. Can we all agree that Alabama is going to go to Ole Miss and at least take care of business? What's the spread? Twelve. Double it. I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? It's only it's only justice that they have to play them after a loss too. I yeah, that that's fair. I mean, I just think this spread shows. I mean, Ole Miss is what's their signature win? Kentucky at home? Barely. With number one pick, what Will Levis. What other win do they have? They. I mean, it's all Vanderbilt? non-con. Well, Vanderbilt. they covered against Central Arkansas earlier in the year, so that was a pretty good win. D two, yeah. I I just don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't it, see it, man. I I don't know the reason that the SEC needs Ole Miss to do so well. Like, it seems like some of their games have been like perfect timing, perfect this, perfect that. Like, it just seems like everything's been set up for them to do well, and there's not a reason that the SEC needs Ole Miss to be a good team. There's not. No, well, they hadn't needed them to be a good team for the past ever. So, but they can quit pretending now. Yeah, like it's it's okay. We can quit pretending after they handed them the A and M game. Yeah, and you know, not gonna make any excuses for Alabama because they've definitely had their fair share of national championships. But you know, they did have to go to Tennessee and to LSU. I still yeah, think well, Alabama, gotta... Alabama's not a bad team. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think Alabama's garbage. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're definitely. A worse caliber team than they've been in the past, and they've had to go on the road to these schools. Yeah, and they've just lost the game. But. Def- definitely a down year for Bama, but like you said, their level of excellence is so high that they're still one of the hardest teams to beat. Yeah, uh, and I think any Ole Miss fan that thinks they're going to take care of business versus Alabama just because it's at home, I-, I think they need to do some reconsidering. But yeah, yeah. So hopefully that one's not even close. TCU at Texas. Bates mentioned Texas a touchdown favorite. Phil, do you like the Longhorns at home, or you think TCU's got a pretty good shot at upsetting the Longhorns? I have, Upset in quotes. I have no idea. But the Big 12, unpredictable. Texas, unpredictable. Uh, the first half TCU played against Texas Tech was very up and down. They had to rely on a punt return touchdown for a majority of their scoring in that first half, but then they turned it on the second half. So if they can play a complete game of football, they'll absolutely win this game. They're better. They're more focused. I think their coaching is... Uh, a little bit more up to par right now. Uh, but as we mentioned earlier, Texas has the athletes. They got Quinn Ewers. Uh, but I wouldn't pe- put it past any, anybody. Uh, I wouldn't put it past Max Duggan to go out and have a great performance. Hey, watch out for Quinn Ewers. You get hurt in this game is all I got to say. Seems to be happening every time TCU plays somebody. Bates, who wins? Give us a pick. You know, this is kind of – I feel the same like I did last week where you don't know why Texas is favored uh, at such a high uh, – by so many points. Um uh, it feels like Vegas knows something that we don't, and usually this is where I pick Vegas, but I'm going to go with TCU this week. I've been picking with them all year, and I'm not going to stop now. Uh, you know, I'm a big Max Duggan believer, and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think the Horn Frogs are going to pull it off. Wow. So Bates is for TCU making a playoff. What time is this game? Tonight game. Same clock, same time as ours, 6 o'clock. Ooh. Jeez. Is it Fox or? Uh, no, I'm not sure what channel it's on, but I'm picking Texas just because it's at home. But- Ernest, give me the hold on. Te- give me Texas covering at the half and TCU money line in a parlay, <laughs> and you should take that. ABC. I'm going TCU. Uh, I think they have I forget his name, but uh, he's one of the best wide receivers in the nation. Um, so I'm going with the Horn Frogs, second half team. Caleb ducking. Yeah. yeah, they don't have him. Speaking of ducking, what can the dogs do at home versus Georgia this week? Bates. You know, it's 16 this, and a half. This feels like one oh, uh, This feels like one of those where, you know, you come in Georgia, 
you know, might be a little, a little uh, happy, you know, content after a big win. Um, and in, you know, the third game of the century, the past decade. So we're going to, I, you know, you, can, you kind of want to feel let down spot at home uh, for the dog or the Mississippi state dogs. <laughs> and uh, I just don't see it. I don't see us keeping it close. Um, if our, I mean, if Auburn's defense uh, can make us look like that, you know, the best defense in the country is going to just stifle us even worse. I think we'll be able Georgia's to... Georgia's defense is definitely better than Alabama's yeah, defense. Yeah, and I think we'll be able to, you know, we'll be able to keep Georgia's defense under relative control. We've got a pretty good defense. Um, we're going to get fatigued. But we're not... Our, our offense is not going to be able to... And they're going to wear it down. You know, this is feeling like a 30-7 to type game. Georgia. Uh Bates makes a good point. Uh, I don't see how we can keep this close. Uh, we're going to be up by three touchdowns the entirety of the game, so uh, it won't be close in that regard. Uh, where are we taking the field goal once we take it down? Is it going to the fountain bar? <laughs> no, or? if we win, we need to, you know, I mean, we need to have our moment of celebration and then prepare for ETSU I, next week. I, I, I could lose to ETSU for all that, that matters. I don't care. Uh, dogs by 50. I'll also take dogs by 50. Oh, we lost 30-6 to to Alabama at Bama. So, Georgia is going to come here and probably be like smooth 45-3. to three, I think uh, I think that's more like oh Gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, y'all are making me like. We'll see. Forwards four will cool. still likely be out next game. Exactly, that too. So, um, and our running backs are just, they're just undersized, it seems like, maybe. Well, we lost a line of scrimmage against Auburn, so. I know. Let's like, see what that, we that's do against true, Georgia's too. line. I mean, I don't know. I, I just think our, our backs aren't that fast. Like, and does, this not feel like to, does this feel like when LSU 19 came to town? Spread was very similar. No, I, no. It feels worse. Feels worse. Because oh, no. I felt awful. When I, Joe I thought, Burrow and Jamar no. Chase came. I said we're finna get stomped. Like I was like, this is okay. I feel a little bit better about this. I feel like <laughs> I said here. No I'll, I'll tell you why we can win this game. I'll give you reasons why the Mississippi State Bulldogs, the real Bulldogs of the SEC, can win this football game, and it's because we have more heart. We have the cowbells. Our defense can stop the run at times. And they will this week. We are going to force Tetson Bennett to throw the ball, and we're going to have defensive contain. Their wide receivers haven't been anything spectacular this year. Um, they're going to rely on really good passes from Stetson. But if we can use the air raid as it's intended to and play at home, we are playing at home where we are undefeated this year, and I'll be wearing my cowboy hat, which we are undefeated in. Oh, well, I did not know that. We can, we can win this game. Because we'll control the ball, uh, not by running it, but by throwing it all over the field. And we are going to control the clock and the time of possession. And we limit the amount of possessions Georgia has and limit the amount of time our defense is on the field. And that's how we win this game. So basically what you're saying is we need to have a perfect game. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Night game. Night game. Night game. What are the chances of that happening? Davis Wade, night game. Cowbells. Okay, Phil, Phil summed up. Phil gave the <clears throat> keys to victory for the Mississippi State Bulldogs, and we're going to end on that, and hopefully all those keys come true. Thank you all for listening, and we hope, we hope to have you again next time.